to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with small business owners where we discuss their stories, their journeys, their perspectives, and sometimes I'll do solo episodes where I share what's been on my mind. Now with me today is Kinder Braley, the founder of Dreams Collect. Dreams Collect supports artisans and children globally by selling the artist's jewelry and other homemade items here in the United States. So Kinder worked closely with African artisans to bring their work to the U.S. and the money they make selling their work goes back to the local orphanage in Africa to support and feed the children there. Now, Kinder and Dreams Collect's mission is absolutely incredible. It was a pleasure speaking with her and hearing her journey with Dreams Collect. So I just know you'll get a lot out of this episode and learn about another small business that's really changing the world. Now, before we hear from Kinder, as always, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcasts app and on Spotify. It helps showcase and promote our small business owners and what they're doing to others and, and helps them get discovered by other folks who want to support them. You can also follow us along on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. to see our small business owners and more about virtual coffee. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and I know you'll enjoy this episode with Kinder, so let's get to it. Kinder, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today. Uh, thank you so much, Alexa, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, looking forward to our conversation as I always am with my episodes. But to jump in, I would love for you to give our audience just an overview of who you are and your business, Dreams Collect. Yeah, so Dreams Collect came to me. The vision sparked back in 2019 when I was on a missions trip. We went to Uganda and then both Rwanda as well. And with Design for Joy, which is also a nonprofit, working with survivors coming out of human trafficking. Um, so it was a really great opportunity to go. And honestly, it was all God that it was even able to happen in my life at the time. And, you know, I've always loved everything, fashion and beauty and accessories. And um, even more than that, my passion has always been just for people in general. So a missions trip is something I'd always longed to do. And then, you know, God opened the opportunity up. He paved the way and we went. And I can honestly say it really um, just changed my life forever. And I fell in love with the culture there. I fell in love with the children there. You know, they have the least of anyone I have ever seen, yet they have some of the most joy and biggest faith I've ever seen. Also, I just recommend to anybody who you ever get an opportunity to go, you should definitely take it, take that trip because it'll stick with you forever and it'll probably change you forever as well. I always appreciate when folks are able to combine not only a business idea, but also some other passion or aspect of the, of their life for you. It's your, your faith. Um, and that's incredible that you're able to combine several areas of your life into one mission, really. Um, yeah. so tell me, yeah, tell me more about dreams collect. How did, a how did that business come out of that, that trip? 
Yeah, so it's really um, cool the way God operates. So it's like he took all the desires of my heart all the way since I was a little girl and growing up, and he just kind of intertwined it all with the desires and dreams of the heart of the people there as well, which is kind of how I came up with the name Dreams. Mm. So it's like our dreams and their dreams all coming together for one purpose and one mission. And the vision started because we were first in Uganda. And I can just say that the children there are just, they're just so special. If you see it firsthand, there's children taking care of children. They have so much I don't know. They're just so much. They're just so loving. They're just so willing to receive your love. And I love to love on children. So it was really Mm -hmm. a nice experience. But then when we went to Rwanda, I saw how many talented artisans are there and how much, you know, they don't really have an opportunity to showcase it the way we do here in the States. And, you know, a lot of times when we think African art and African jewelry and those kind of things, Um, Typically, our mind goes to kind of like one particular style, you know, like um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the the beautiful African colors and and the beads and and those are really gorgeous as well. But some of the artisans I was able to connect with, um, they have this whole elegant side to them that we don't really get to see that often. Um, Moses, who's one of my primary artisans that I work with, he is just so talented he started making jewelry out of old card parts when he was a little boy to put food on his family's table. And so that's something, that's a skill that he mastered as he grew up. And now he's a young man who's got a, you know, a successful shop there in Kigali. And he has designs in Dubai and designs in Europe. And his dream was always to have his work in the U.S., And so Dreams Collect, we were able to pave the way and make that happen. And to be honest, it wasn't hard to do because I fell in love with his jewelry. When I was there at first, you know, I was just a shopper. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, I'm just an earring head anyway. I love jewelry. (laughs) Like buying everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like your stuff should really get out there more. And little did I know that God was up to something, you know, behind the scenes. But yeah, so it wasn't just Moses. It's really all over Africa that there's these artisans that are in these hidden pockets of Africa that don't get an opportunity to get their work out there. And it's just so beautiful. It's it's mainstream market product, but they don't get the chance to put it out there. So the vision really all just pieced together perfectly. And the women I went on the trip with, they're already, you know, such amazing powerhouse women who are entrepreneurs. I went with the team of Designed for Joy, Carrie, Heisey, and Kristen, and then Joanne, who is the founder of Five Freedoms Photography, and Cammie, who she's a published author and has runs a successful coaching business. So I was surrounded by great women, and I think that's important too, to place yourself in a circle of people who are going places or who are already even there where you strive to be. And so when I was sharing with them, you know, the vision that God was doing in me, at the time, I still felt a little bit inadequate because I wasn't super familiar with the fair trade world and how it ran and all of that. But God had other things in mind. And so through the process of it all, 
it really was me growing as a person with this vision growing as well, and then stepping into those shoes that I desired to be all along, you know? Yeah, no, this is really incredible. And I really want to dive more into your journey, starting with when you were on your trip, how did you first approach the artisans, the artists? Like, how did you start to form that relationship and and build that trust with them that you now clearly have? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you do have to be careful when mm-hmm. you're working with people in, in other countries. And, you know, I was blessed to have been able to meet some of the artisans firsthand. Um, but we've also brought on two additional artisans that I have not been able to meet in person. Wow. So definitely to build that trust is important, but it also takes a step of faith too, you know, like, like for example, with Moses, it was just a great relationship from the beginning. And we've just really bonded. Like he's so, he has such a heart, not just for his work, but for the mission that we're doing at Dreams Collect for the orphanage and for the orphans and what we're trying to do there. So I think that For them, they have to create this work to survive. They have Mm -hmm. to create this work to put food on their tables. But the fact if they can have a business in another country represent them, help them with fair wage, getting the work out there, and then also pouring profits back into their culture, back into where they're from, knowing the importance of it. You know, I think that they just find it to be such a blessing to be part Mm -hmm. of a mission like that. Whether you are a Christian or not, I've been really just blessed by how many people are willing to support what we're doing. And, you know, the jewelry just happens to be exquisite and unique and not like many other things you see out there, you know? Your mission is so, so powerful. It's just really incredible. Almost leaves me quite speechless. And you mentioned you're, you know, doing work with the orphanage. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Um, so the orphanage that we are partnering with right now, and we have helped several orphanages, but we're still small and growing. So Mm -hmm. I'm not able to support as many as I would like, and I'm not able to. Um, so it's important to not get overwhelmed by how much need is out there, because that did happen to me a little in the beginning, because the need is so great in Mm -hmm. Africa, you know, all over. There's there's such a um, poverty level there and a a lack and a need, not just for food and support and clean water, but they have such a need for their hope to be restored and to feel like somebody out there really cares about them. Um, because there's so much of this brokenness out there. We see it all the time, you know, online. We see it on social media. We're always seeing it. So I feel like it's easy to almost go numb to it. Yeah. It's easy to just almost turn, turn a blind eye to it and just get caught up in our own world and what we have going on. And that's normal because we're human, you know, we've got busy lives and families to take care of. But for me, it was just really on my heart to make these people feel like somebody cares, somebody's listening to their story, and somebody is seeing them, you know, which is which is how God operates. And I feel like it's our job as Christians sometimes to show the love of God tangibly to people to restore their faith in Him, too. 
clearly you have this deep, heartfelt mission and such a purpose and wanting to help others across the world. Logistically, how are you able to gather their jewelry and their art and their products and distribute them? Like, do you get shipments from them? Are you constantly going back and forth to Africa? Like, how does that all work logistically? How do you make that possible? Yes. So, um, since I have not been back, um, since my, you know, first missions trip there in 2019, which I would love to go back. Like I would, I, it's so on my heart to go back there and I would like to start planning another trip back there either this year or next year. But so, so far since we launched and we're going to be one year old in like two weeks. So I'm very excited for that. But since we launched, we have been just ordering shipments from the artisans. So like, for example, the new artisans that we've brought on, that's what I meant when it's like a step of faith, you know, but when you see their work and then you research their history, you can just kind of take that step of faith. And also like, I'm trusting that God's leading me to the right artisans as well. But yeah, we've just received shipments and, you know, turnaround time is definitely not like as quick as it would be if I was ordering from here. So, you know, they're the handmakers and they're incredible at what they do, but they have thousands of designs. So where I come in is I'm trying to select the designs and pieces that will stand out or do well in our market here. That way, because it's better for everybody that way, you know. So we've been doing shipments and we would like to expand at some point, but right now we're just primarily focusing on the jewelry. Like we've done a bag collection from local artisans who support like Design for Joy, the human trafficking. And so occasionally like around holidays, we'll do something like that and then still pour the profits back into the orphanage. But I've decided to definitely just focus on my artisans that I work with and building out from there. It's a really, really neat idea because you're almost acting as almost like Etsy for them, but clearly without a lot of the, I don't know what even you'd call it, like the back end stuff that Etsy has. And, you know, it's, it's easy to work with Etsy, but not that easy, right? They're, they're a company in and of itself who needs to make a profit. So you're like acting as this personalized storefront distributor for these folks who wouldn't have this opportunity. Otherwise, I just find that really incredible. Like what a neat idea to do that and to give them an opportunity. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you know, the the cost of taking a trip there and you know, of what you need while you're there and all of that, it's like for me, it's almost really difficult because you know that they could benefit from the the money more than they would benefit from you taking a trip there. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what's really like just sweet and heartwarming is Charles, who is basically a young man, a big kid himself, who's sacrificing his life to take care of, you know, these children. There's 40 children that we're feeding and helping to provide for. And he, he like, cannot wait for me to get back over there and spend time with them. And, you know, they don't even care about the money. They, they really just want me back over there. So that really is just a blessing to my heart. So I really hope to make that happen again soon because, you know, it's important to go physically to build those relationships more as well, but also to just love on the kids because mm-hmm. 
they're just absolutely desperate for it. No, I, yeah, I can't even, can't even imagine. And the relationships and bonds you're forming to your point are just as important, if not more important than the money that you're able to provide for them. And yeah, that's just, I keep saying incredible. It just really is just quite, quite fascinating, fascinating what you've built here for folks listening, you know, who want to go on your website, what kind of jewelry can they expect? Uh, if you can kind of just help us paint a picture and also where are you able to ship these products? Yeah, so we are shipping right now just in the U.S., anywhere okay. in the U.S. Um, I just had an order go out to Puerto Rico last week. Nice. And so most of the jewelry right now is all made from either cow horn, um, the cow bone, or pure brass. So brass is one of the most durable metals, but also one of the most flexible to shape and mold and build into what you would like. Um, and so they do, you know, a lot of welding with their pieces. And you can go on the gallery page on our website as well to look at some of the process of how they make the jewelry. Yeah, so right now it's all just pure brass, the cow horn and the cow bone. And, you know, I've really been turned on to brass a lot since starting this because um, number one, it's great if you have sensitive skin or sensitive ears. Number two, you're not paying like pure gold prices. You're paying more of like a gold plated price, but with a nice like polish and shine, it will still last forever. And so it's kind of really neat. You can really hold on to the pieces as long as you like um, if you take care of them and, you know, they have a beautiful finish. Some of them a more rustic finish. Some of them that more shiny gold type of finish. And so we really love that. Um, one of our artisans has been working on a pure sterling silver collection. And it's actually quite beautiful. So that's not something we brought on yet. But that's something that we are planning to do in the future. Just to give a little bit more option to people out there and... You know, our designs are really like, you've got some really funky, trendy pieces, um, some statement bold pieces, and then you've also got some really elegant, you know, smaller pieces as well. And I'm trying to do that so that we can have a broader market, that there's something mm -hmm. for everyone, because our mission is really the main goal in all of this. But yeah, we're really excited about that sterling silver collection um, soon as well. Uh, Dreamscollect.co. Yeah, you can browse around on there. There's the about page. I have a blog on there as well. That is strictly just a ministry blog about, you know, your faith. So one of my greatest passions is to stir up people's faith and encourage them on their journey with the Lord as well. I encourage everyone to look at the pieces on your website. They really are unique and beautiful, but also very wearable. They're not like so unique that you can only wear them with one outfit or for right. one specific event. Like they've, they do look very, very wearable. Yeah, they yeah. really are. And, and they're very lightweight too. Mm -hmm. A lot of people prefer lighter weight jewelry. And even some of the, the funner, bigger pieces are actually still very lightweight. Um, but then there's some of our smaller that are just light as a feather and dainty and cute. You know, there's, um, I've got a few that are my top favorites that, you know, I wear all the time. Mm -hmm. so that's excellent. Yeah, they really are all all beautiful. And when shopping these pieces, how much of the money and proceeds goes back to Africa and that orphanage? Are you able to speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So we've basically been 
functioning and working as a nonprofit. I'm not okay. registered as a nonprofit yet. I am in the process of that journey and it's a much longer process than I imagined. Mm. but um i've decided that it's a great direction for us to go in because there's a lot of um, benefits for everyone being a nonprofit as well and that's how we're functioning right now so we take a portion of the proceeds to pay the artisans and replenish inventory and then anything else other than that other than like um, supporting the cost of website and those things outside of that, it's all going to the orphanage. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. It makes sense. The, the nonprofit route and for you personally, as the business owner, as the lead of this project and, and mission, how much of this is, is new to you? Have you run your own businesses before? Is this something that you perhaps went to school for? Or is this all new? Are you learning along the way? Like what has your personal journey been like um, learning the ins and outs of, of running a nonprofit? Oh my gosh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned so much (laughs) along the way. Like this has really been just a testament to the heart that we have behind it because I knew nothing when I started. That's why at first I was hesitant and I dealt with feeling inadequate or having doubt. But, you know, there's a saying out there that says, don't wait till you're ready to start, just start. And I really think that that is so true on so many levels. If you have, all you need is a great why. You know, if you have a why and like your passion is so strong, no matter what direction it is, then you have what you need. If you have the passion, you have exactly what you need and you need to just go for it. And I just highly recommend, you know, one of my biggest tips I've learned out of this is do not look at a lot of other businesses and feel like you have to be doing exactly what they're doing to succeed. You have to stay in your lane and focus on what you're doing because it's so easy for comparison to try and climb its way into your thought process. And that's the last thing you need. You need to just be inspired by those around you, be motivated and encouraged by those around you. But other than that, you just stay focused on your why, you stay focused in your lane and what you're doing and really move at your own pace. Some people, you know, may blow up in a year and some people may take years to get to a place. And I really think that you get to determine your measure of success. No one else does. And so that's been something I've really held to my heart and and clung to on this journey because as long as I'm able to provide and help support these kids and, you know, the artisans as well, that's really what our primary focus and message is. It's not necessarily to, you know, have 10,000 followers or to mm-hmm. pull in 100K a year. And that's, I mean, that's not our goal. Our goal, we do want to expand. We do want to grow Um, So that our mission can grow so that we can maybe have our reach go from 40 children to 400 children. That would be absolutely amazing. And if there was a goal that I had in mind, that would be it right there. And so 
you know, I believe with the nonprofit that we're working on launching, um, my goal is also to connect with other charity organizations. You know, the power of networking just amazes me. And we want to do, you know, clean water systems, help them to purchase things so that they can be sustainable, like, you know, a produce market and having goats and chickens and things like that, that it's like where you don't give them the fish, but you teach them to fish type mm -hmm. of situation, you know? So yeah, that's, that would probably be our end goal. Understood. And yeah, great pieces of advice in there as well. You know, that comparison is, is the thief of joy and that doesn't really matter what others are doing. You can get inspiration and advice from others, but staying on your path, your why is going to lead you to your success and understanding in that, you know, what your why is to your point, you can define what success means to you. Um, I think that's very, very important. And we have heard that from others on this podcast as well. Clearly a very important theme really to anyone, whether you're running your own business, have a corporate job, uh, don't have a job, right? It's just understanding <laughs> your why and what you want to do and what impact you want to make and what that looks like to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Is Dreams Collect full time for you? Is that your main focus? Are you balancing this with another job? Just curious where you're at with it. So I will say being a mom of a five-year-old and 15-year-old. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, I really love that my children see what I'm doing with Dreams Collect as well. I really love that, like my five-year-old will even tell like people about our mission sometimes. Yeah. Because he's very shy around new people, but he came to one of my pop-up markets once and he's like, mom's helping feed the kids, you know, like he's oh, just, yeah. like they are going to grow up knowing that, you know, mom gave of herself to help someone else, you know, and, you know, like we're in the process of paying debt off and buying a home this year. So it's not like we have arrived and feel like we have all this just extra flow of being able to give. God doesn't say, you know, give once you have it all. I just think it's important that we know that we give with what we have already and he'll bless you for it. And we're seeing the fruits of that. Um, we've been so blessed this year, our family, my husband and his career and my, my little one goes to Montessori preschool and his teacher is just so in love with our mission that she refuses to take payment from us Oh wow! Uh, for his Montessori preschool. So it's like all these little blessings that have just added up along the way. And other than being a mom, I will say Dreams Collect, it started off <laughs> as, you know, like kind of a part-time thing, but I... Mm -hmm. I've realized it's become, you know, much more time consuming the more I dive into it. So I, I don't know if I would call it full time, but I'm definitely getting close to that. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, it is your besides your job as being a mom, like Dreams Collect is your main focus and one could call it your main job, right? Which I, I just think is incredible when you're able to take your dream, your business, and have it be your main focus so you can really go heads down on it and make the most impact through it. I just love when people are able to do that. Um, I know for some folks, it's just not possible. And that's also totally okay. And you can definitely still be successful that way. But yeah. really just congratulations on being able to to focus on it and really 
see this, this dream, this mission, this vision come true. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I'm also a writer. That's probably my passion of all is writing and probably my greatest passion, but also the most underutilized. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's something that I've really, I've just recently joined a writer's community and I'm very excited about it. I have a book that I've started. So hopefully this community will be the encouragement I need to get the book completed And then a Bible study that I've started writing on, it's called Life is Ministry. And it's really, there's so many women that I talk to that are just so hungry for the Lord and they want to be used so bad by God, but they are stay-at-home moms or Mm. they work part-time that's not related at all to ministry or church. And it's really just an encouragement to people that have such a deep love for God and kingdom work that we remember that life is ministry, that we can be led by the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis and show people the love of God anywhere we are, you know, in our neighbors, our neighborhoods, um, in the store, at work, wherever you are, you know? Yeah. And just creating this community that that's just supports others, right? No matter where you are in the world, no matter what your life circumstances are, you're just supporting others of this world. And I think that's, that's really inspiring. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you know, you mentioned where, you know, bits and pieces of where you're hoping to take dreams, collect any other milestones, goals, where you see this nonprofit going that, that you want to share. Yeah. You know, I really think that it's okay if things transform a little bit from the time Mm -hmm. through the journey, you know, and that's actually what growth looks like, right? It's, you know, we're not supposed to stay and look the same um, as we did years ago or a year ago. And that's the same for our businesses to kind of reshape and take on whether it's new form or just transform a little bit along the way. And, you know, Dreams Collect has been my primary focus. I do feel like God is shifting things a little bit, and I'm always going to focus on Dreams Collect because that's been our door opener, and that's been a big part of what launched everything else that I feel God putting on my heart to do. But Really, it's a ministry to me. It's not just, you know, a jewelry business. And I've been very clear about that, you know, on my social media page and all of that. Like, if talking about God a little bit scares you off, you may not want to follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) But um, we love everybody and we're accepting of everybody, no matter Mm -hmm. who. So I think my my book and, and writing that and the studies, and I'm also wanting to launch a podcast this year. Nice. Yeah. So it's just kind of taking on a bit of a new form, but Dreams Collect's always going to be a part of the grand picture, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, to your earlier point in the beginning of this episode, staying true to your why, as long as you stay true to your why, the how and the what can evolve and transform and be different, right? Whether it's Dreams Collect, a podcast, a book, but your why is is still the same. So it almost that just the how and the why can can transform, right? It can be different things um, yeah. as long as it's fulfilling your why and your mission. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Yeah, it was so lovely hearing your story and about Dreams Collect. And of course, I want to ask the question I end every episode with, which is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment so far? And you can take it from a business or life perspective, however you want to answer that question. Just so far, what has been your proudest accomplishment? Oh, gosh. It's a tough one. <laughs> it is. It is. Cause I've, you know, I really thought about this too. And it's so hard to narrow it down, you know, to one, mm-hmm. um, because my children are obviously my greatest treasure of all. I think that the opportunity for my children to see, to see mom step into the shoes that I feel like God's created for me and called me into, I think is one of my greatest accomplishments because that includes feeding 40 children since April of 2021. And we've not only been feeding them, but we've helped them with providing some clothes and loving on them, restoring hope in them, making them feel seen and heard. But also the artisans, that that is inclusive of everything. But for me as a person, I let fear really stopped me for so long from doing things, um, feeling just unworthy or inadequate, you know, cause I've struggled my whole life with focus and learning issues. And so what I will say is that if I can do it, I really believe anybody can. And the habits that are important, I think is to, to start off in prayer because my strength and my focus and my energy are always just so much better if I start the day in prayer. And to also, like we said before, to focus on our why and to always try and remember to put our family first. And so my greatest accomplishment is really, I think, my children seeing our mission and seeing mom step into this confident place out of fear and into the calling on my life and pushing past the learning and focusing issues, pushing past and being persistent to grow and determined to do something and consistent in it. Yeah, definitely all incredible accomplishments. And I know you'll continue to succeed in your why and and fulfilling your mission. And again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your very empowering, very inspiring story for others. And before we hop off your kinder, where can people find you and Dreams Collect? Shout out your website again, social medias, anything you want to shout out and where people can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is dreamscollect.co. It's .co. And we're on Instagram at dreamscollect underscore. And yeah, we're always wanting new friends and to connect with new people. So we really appreciate all the support. And I really appreciate you, Alexa, for this opportunity. I really thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on Virtual Coffee. And please, everyone, check out Kinder and, and Dreams Collect and what she's doing for the people of our world. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much. 